Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. As always, thank you for joining us. We're happy to be spending our day with you. Got a uh, interesting, lots of uh, various and interesting stories, some COVID things, some other things. And overall, uh, I'm glad you found us. Find us on all your streaming services. Tell your friends. And thank you for being here. So, Marcia, how are you? Doing good. We got a lot of good stories this week, and I'm really looking forward to get into them. Been working hard, uh, still streaming The Sopranos, and that just found out that the last season is 21 episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it was long. Actually, they, you don't want to read this yet, but I just read an article that, uh, and I didn't read it because I kind of wasn't watching it, but the, the very last episode, there's a supposedly shocking ending, and he ex- Yeah, I know the shocking ending. It. Yeah, I okay, know the shocking so, ending, and don't yeah. give it out. Yeah, I've no, seen it. My husband hadn't seen it. So oh, okay. this is why well, we're watching Well, he explains... It. Apparently, yeah, he I read the same article. Why. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, don't tell uh, anybody who hasn't seen it. No, I'm it. not going to do that. But no. it is indeed the best TV series that that I have ever seen. It, it is yeah, that. Yeah, it was a great good. series. Every step yeah. of it. Yeah. So we usually recommend and, TV at the end of the show, but I'm telling you, it's all I've been doing in my spare time. It's like two hours a day of <laughs> Sopranos. Are you you're probably aware of this, but uh, James Gandolfino, Gandolfinoff, what however you pronounce it, Gandolfini, his, Gandolfini, son was in the new movie playing him. Yes, plays as a young him. Man. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, so uh, yeah. Hey, big uh, news! Okay. There's big news. Big, big, big news. Pfizer announced on Friday. We know already that Merck has a pill. And they're waiting for federal authorization. But Pfizer came up with a pill that is giving results, quote, beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah, that's They actually stopped the study because it works so well. I believe it works at 89 or 90-something percent. Um. So the the U.S. government is in negotiations with Pfizer for enough pills for 1.7 million courses of treatment. I mean, I'd say this is is it, and this could solve the problem. Although our president says it would be another tool in our toolbox. No, this is the tool because, unfortunately, past week I've had a very close friend, close like family, who got COVID, who was fully vaccinated, and is really, really sick. So yeah, the vaccination does not work for anybody. And we found out from the doctors that vaccinated people can pass on COVID more readily than unvaccinated because they may not show any symptoms initially. Well, I wouldn't say or, it doesn't work for all. anybody. It's not that it doesn't work for anybody. It means that some people have gotten what they call these breakthrough Exactly, cases. and if you want to yeah. gamble, so that's the problem. We, nobody wants to gamble with COVID. No, so, you, you're right. You yeah. know, and... Say, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, they say that they'll have 180,000... They'll have enough vaccines for 180,000 people by the end of the year, which is just a month and a half from now, uh, and then 21 million people in the first half of next year. Now, when, that's not a lot, considering there's 350 million people in the United States or thereabouts. But 
not everybody needs to take the pill, obviously. So hopefully this is going to be a great, uh, a great thing to help people that uh, prevent them if they get it. And I think you, if I understand correctly, they, you have to take it within the first three days of getting symptoms. Yes. Yes, you do. Which is yeah. easy because the doc, the government's already stocking up on it. So this right. is amazing. And, you know, with all the controversialness, and we got a couple of uh, messages. Thank you to our listeners, uh, to our Facebook page about this. Um, you know, vaccinating is just not an easy thing. I, I will confess that when I was a very, very, very young child, my entire school lined up in the auditorium to get the Sabin polio vaccine. This was a very oh, big deal. Yeah, sure. And my mother would not let me get it. She actually showed, skipped work that day, showed up really? at school to be darn sure that I didn't get it. And it turned out that there were a oh, lot wow. of pivots and falls, um, didn't always work. Uh, the vaccine they used also in the 50s killed 40,000 children. So... <laughs> Um, there were being the first on the vaccine thing. I can respect if if you don't want to take it, but now there's a pill, and thank God, ho hopefully we can wipe this out for good. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that would it be would amazing. Be. Well, we'll hope that uh, gets going really quickly. And if um, anybody wants to look that up, by the way, there's a great Wikipedia article on polio vaccine, which explains a lot. So yeah, go check very it interesting. out. Oh, so okay. you had something interesting. Uh, it looks like we're going to have more crap in space. Well, yeah, you know, it, it's actually interesting. And, and to some degree, maybe this is going to help a lot of people. I just found out that the company that I got internet from is in Chapter 7. So I'm hoping that oh, they get bought out. Because otherwise I'm back. Who is yeah, that? Yeah, I'm back to... I, uh, it's called Spectrum Link, and they're great. Yeah. They, they work great, but the owner died, and now they're getting someone to hopefully take over the company because my Internet is, you know, I'm getting 150 megabits. I used to get five on my DSL. And the other problem with DSL is that the phone company is trying to eliminate DSL. So AT&T wants to get rid of all their, not only well, their you copper know, lines. You know, that's interesting you mentioned that, and I have heard some noise uh, in the tech community, in the uh, telephone and you know that the, those sort of people that the right. only thing that's going to work in a national disaster or an EMT would be the copper wires so now right. they're rethinking hmm, maybe we need to keep those copper wires going so you know we jump we come up with new technologies we jump ahead invest billions of dollars and then go hmm Maybe the old one isn't that bad. Maybe we ought to keep it around. So I, I think the future of it's going to be really interesting. Well, it's funny. I, I, we had a phone line go, and one of our landlines went out this week. And I had a long talk yesterday with the telephone guy from AT&T, and I asked mm -hmm. him the question, what's going on with the copper and the DSL and such? And he said, yeah, AT&T is trying to eliminate all of it. Yeah, they he told me that a say, year ago, which is why we changed our service to do the show, too. But they've been trying well, to do exactly. that for and years, yeah. Well, he told me that because of COVID that they had expected to be further along, and then when COVID hit, it put them back. So I said, well, how long do you think these copper lines are still going to be around? And he said probably five more years because of the uh, – the delays with COVID and, and, you know, moving the copper, moving the fiber optics. But for a lot of people like myself, I can't get fiber 
to my house. We're in an area where they haven't, you know, set it up. So I'm kind of stuck with having to deal with whatever I can. And if exactly. they eliminate DSL, you know, exactly. that's, that's a problem. Exactly. This is a thing. And the Federal Communications Commission is seriously thinking about, well, wait a minute. You can't pull out an important piece of our infrastructure. You got yeah. it. You put it in. And they, even though whatever you're going to hear from AT&T, because I heard that too a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, the FCC is on it now. And, and they are so. looking at it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I can't crossed. tell you how, I mean, I have good internet service and I use Wi-Fi calling a lot, but there are times it just doesn't work particularly well. And there's nothing more reliable. I have to say kudos to AT&T since 1836 or whenever the hell they came about uh, that landlines work. And the quality right. is better. And, you know, so I hope that they're so anyway, getting back to the story about the satellites, um, Boeing gets uh, gave the U.S. nod, got, got a U.S. nod for satellite grid to provide Internet from space. They uh, got authorization for a project to launch satellites that will provide Internet service from space, which is pretty cool. Uh, the FCC said in a statement it approved a license for the aerospace giant to construct, deploy and operate a satellite constellation that will provide provide broadband and communication services for residential, commercial, uh, institutional, governmental, and blah, 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 blah. And this is interesting. This is interesting that you say this because this is the same thing that Starlink, Elon Musk's Starlink is doing. exactly. Except now that they've found out, Starlink isn't working exactly as they expected. Right. And it's a great experiment. But in the meanwhile, how are we going to catch all those, I mean... The FCC said that Boeing could launch 147 satellites um, in low orbit. 132 will be placed at an altitude of about 600 miles, and 15 mm-hmm. would be much higher. So we've got a lot of stuff out there in space, and, you know, space junk. This is why Wozniak is founding a company now to go out to space and clean up the crap, clean up all yeah, these exactly. all these uh, satellites that aren't working and are cluttering up space. So yeah. it's all going to be very interesting. Uh, yeah, rather than launching satellites, please, FCC, make copper lines work again. Yeah, wouldn't <laughs> that be nice? And now I will tell you that I had experience with satellite internet and now again, it's I been, um, yeah, maybe two or three years ago, it was HughesNet, Hughes, the company that owned Dish Network at the time, and it was god awful. I mean, it was terrible. I was supposed to get 25 megabits per second, and I got maybe 15, and a lot of times it cut out. And then, of course, they they put a um, limitation as to how much you could use, and after you use 50 gigabytes, you know, they charge you. It was awful. It was just horrible. And I still see ads for it. It's still around. What I think is a good idea is I'm going to try and get somebody for a future show to come on with us for about 10 minutes who has Starlink and let us know the experience they're going through. Because that way we can get it straight from the horse's mouth and none of this media slanted BS with press releases. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that would actually be great because I'd love to hear how it works. I'll get that done. Yeah, Yeah, so you know someone that has it, yeah. I know Um, lots of people that have it. Good. Okay. Uh, now, there are they available still only in rural rural areas, or can you no, get them in metropolitan? No, it's in it's in Canada. It's all over the place. It's a uh, um, latitude longitude deal. It's space, you know, kind of like okay. dish. You right. Know, well, yeah, you would so, think, yeah. And considering my folks on Twitter 
my super community on Twitter, there's 236,000 people. If I send out a question, hopefully I will get some people to respond and we'll uh, yeah. get someone on the show to talk about it. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, okay, so you saw some astronomy events with the moon, Venus. What are we talking about? Well, this is just really cool, and it's really a short story. Okay, tonight and tomorrow night, if you remember, they used to make a big deal about these things because people really cared. Now all they want to see is rockets. But right. Venus, Saturn, and Jupiter are going to line up with the moon. And if you have that wonderful app, I think it's Sky something. Oh, Sky. Uh, yeah, I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's on iOS. It's also on Android. You can take a look at it right now. But looking at it on an app, I mean, hey, that's like visiting the metaverse. See it right. in real. And you only need a pair of binoculars to see it beautifully. So look. It'll be best tonight, 30 min, uh, tonight and tomorrow night, about 30 minutes after sunset. And look to the south-southwest. You shouldn't miss it. It's going to be incredibly beautiful. Uh, Venus is going to be so close to the moon, it's going to be exquisite. So look at it, and just so you know, there's also an eclipse happening November 18th and 19th, a partial oh, lunar nice. eclipse, which will be visible in the United States. So Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's so those events. So that's tonight. Uh, tonight, so yeah, out, and I'm definitely yeah. going to be. Well, I think I'll be out there tomorrow night because in Southern California, 30 minutes after sunset is the best that JPL says. And plus, we have a lot of clouds, which is sad because right. you can't see anything exactly. with clouds. Yeah, yeah but exactly. Venus, Saturn, Jupiter, right behind the moon. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful show. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, tonight, although uh, our show, you probably won't hear it till it'll be too late to hear it, but tonight is, um, uh, what do they call it? Daylight Savings Yay. is tonight. So, yeah. So, unfortunately. Well, actually, the you, show comes out Monday. So. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah. So, if you missed it, it's too late. It'll be too late to do anything about it. But uh, the best part about technology in the last few years is that all your electronic devices automatically update your clocks. So, you know, you don't have to do that anymore. Oh, you know, I've still got a few actual clocks, you know, more decorative than anything sitting around the house. Cause that's a pain when you got them on the wall and you got to change the time. And yeah. I collect art clocks. So oh, yeah, I have, we have a little of that too. Yeah. Yeah. I have the, you know, the Herman Miller clock, all, all I, beautiful clocks, but they have to be manually set and you have to walk around. But speaking of technology, because mm -hmm. technology is the show, have you ever used a Mr. Clean magic eraser? No, I didn't, I've never even heard no, of it. No, seriously, you, you have never? This. Okay. You, I have it on subscribe and save. <laughs> okay. This yeah, what is does it do? This is the greatest invent. It cleans freaking everything. Wow. I mean everything. Uh, your sneakers get a little dirty, you cleans them. Um, you get stuff on the stove and you're worried about scratching it, no worries. Use the magic eraser. You know the dirt that falls on the front of your house that yeah. you try to hose off and you try and get? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Works on that. Takes wow. away grease. Takes away grease. Um, doggy drool and stuff like that. It deep cleans that, and you can wipe them away on glass without using glass cleaner or vinegar, just water and the magic eraser. Um, they revived, cool. revives tile and grout. Um, it's just 
smartphone and huh. computer care, believe it or not, scratches on your cell phone screen too. Really? You can, you, yeah, yeah. You can remove rust. Okay, so you've got it. This shit's magic. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for that it description. It does everything. Clean your jewelry. I mean, it, so let me tell you what it is. Yeah. And why it won't hurt any of these things. This was invented by Mr. Clean. And <laughs> wow. Uh, How Stuff Works uh, interviewed the company. And I thought, so just so you know, it's kind of like a sponge, but it's hard until you wet it. And you don't wet it a lot. You just, boop, get a little water on it. Except like when I'm cleaning the front uh, of my house, I have a little bucket and I wet it down. Uh, and man, it cleans everything, everything that you think is embedded in fingerprints. And it's amazing and doesn't take off the paint. Uh, so okay. All the things. So how does and it, how long do does one this? last? Not very long. <laughs> it depends no. okay. on how, how hard you rub with it. And the point is you really don't okay. have to, you don't have to rub hard at all. So the magic eraser is made. Do you remember melamine? They used to make dishes oh, sure, out of yeah. melamine back in the old yeah. days. So they take melamine yeah. resin foam surrounded by air pockets that if you look at it under a magnifier, it's like tiny triangles. Once you wet it, the tiny air pockets become hard as glass. No kidding. I use huh. this thing all the time. It's amazing. So when you scrub surfaces with the magic eraser, the points of the triangles, they catch on the stains that you want to remove, whether it's a scuff mark or whatever, and drags them across okay. the surface like a windshield wiper. Sure. So just think of it like a windshield wiper that actually works. <laughs> and wow, that, that, that's, I've never heard of this before. You must get these, and they also have them... Aside from the magic eraser, you can get magic eraser sheets, which come in like a little peel off, like a checkbook kind of thing. And they're only okay, like yeah. uh, uh, under a half inch thick. And those are for quick and small jobs. So you're not using the big magic eraser. Yeah, well, this I just saw is it on, the my, on the internet. I mean, on Amazon, you can buy 10 of them for 12 bucks. They are so, so, how, so worth it. They are so wow. worth it. Um, yeah. I have one, you know, that I use a little here, a little there, but I use the sheets more, and that's probably wasteful. But, I mean, it even takes dried-on paint when it's on glass, hard water spots in the bathtub or shower glass. Trust me, you got to tell your wife, this is amazing. I, but that's yeah, what it, it is. It's melamine resin foam. Wow. You know, I just discovered, because of this article, I just discovered, I never knew this, that Mr. Clean goes by different names across yes. the world. Yeah. In Europe, yeah. And Europe goes by Mr. Proper. In Spain, Don Limpio. And in France, Monsieur Propri. Propri, maybe? Yeah, I never I kind of like Don Limprio. Really <laughs> yeah, I do too. It, it, seem, it seems like that maybe he has a problem that needs some kind of blue pill to fix if his name is Don Limpio. But. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that's pretty cool. So magic. Yeah. Uh, uh, magic eraser. I think in another show, I'm going to talk about WD-40 because that's another magical thing. That oh, that's a uses. great thing. Yeah. yeah so we won't talk about it actually... now, but we're going to save that. for. But yeah, magic exactly. eraser, if you don't know about it, must, must, 
try it and Google it so you can see the hacks that you can do with it because it's really a great thing. I've been using it for a couple, three years now. Cool. And and I haven't found anything it doesn't clean up to and including some gum that I got on my phone. We're not even going to ask how it got there. So. Ew. Ew. Ew, right? I don't want to know that story. Uh, Okay, so uh, what are these security fails? Well, you know, we, we joke about the breach of the week. Yep. So there's a bunch of them going on right now. Um, there's voice phishing attacks. Mm-hmm. Now, have you gotten any texts saying there's a problem with a purchase or a problem with a payment of something? And you have to uh, click this link to manage it? Yes. Uh, uh, I... You know, I have gotten a number of those kinds of things, which, of course, I always ignore. But, you know, a lot of people don't. Uh, uh, you oh, know, I, yeah, click. and they're very. Go ahead. They, they look very real. And a oh, lot they of look people extremely real. And this is something, it's, it's terrible because if you click through, uh, the story, the Amazon scam is, it looks like a, you'll get a typical Amazon order confirmation. However, the price of the item listed in the email is very high, which means that the recipient is probably going to call Amazon to verify or question the order. Now, the link to Amazon uh, actually goes to the regular customer service site. But the phone number, because when you see something like that, you want to call right away. Well, right, the of phone, course, right. The phone number is not an Amazon number. Calling that number, um, no one will answer. But in a few hours, somebody will call back claiming to be from Amazon. Right. That person will tell the user that to cancel an order, a credit card number and CVV number are required. If you take the bait, they now have your credit card information. Yeah. There are just, you know, I have to tell you the other about two weeks ago, I got a uh, email from a the mother of a friend who is living in New York, and she did the email said, uh, "Mark, can you help me out with something?" And blah blah blah. I know, you know I've right? seen that okay. email. That I'm so having I got, trouble. I need a couple of dollars to. You well, know, no, blah, blah, didn't blah. ask. Well, at first she didn't oh, ask for that. Yeah. The, the first thing was, hey, can you help me out with something? And I saw it was from this person who I know. So I emailed back. I said, sure, what's going on? And then I got a second email back saying, gee, thank you so much. I'm in New York. I can't buy Google Play cards. Yeah. Can you buy them for me and I'll reimburse you? Oh, sure you could. Right. Okay. Well, I went, okay, this is a scam because I happen to know this person would never have asked me, A, for money, and B, you can buy Google cards anywhere you want to buy them. Right. So, uh, you know, so I did obviously didn't respond again to the email, uh, and I called them, and they they were aware of it. And uh, and unfortunately, two of her friends actually did do it. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? You say that nobody does it, but there are people who do do it. They do. There are Absolutely. people who innocently just never click, never respond, and if somebody says that something is wrong, go in your browser directly to the website because right. these are these are getting really crazy. Um, and are you, I'm still getting uh, spam from the people who claim my automobile warranty can be renewed. 
Have you right. gotten that? I must get five a day. Right. On my either on my uh, house phone or on my cell phone. It's crazy. It really is. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, no, I mean, yeah, it's terrible stuff, and and I wish I could find each every individual person. And it's happening on SMS apps, social platforms, and email. So you got to be careful. Uh, yeah, be careful. I actually had. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I have a friend that that actually sadly got scammed out of about thirty thousand dollars through one of these Amazon scams. She thought it was real. She got a phone call saying, we have to block your account. It's coming from your Bank of America, or whatever the bank was, uh, yeah, account, and give us the information. And they transferred money overseas, and she lost about $30,000. So it happens. Got to be and ultra careful. another thing, social media quizzes. Really, yeah, this is interesting. Everybody does that. You know, like... Who do you most resemble in the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah. What is your fancy schmancy royal name? And oh, this is so much fun. Which Disney princess are you? Yeah, what kind of poodle are you? And yeah, they're yeah, fun. Exactly. Uh, they are fun. But the point is, amongst the questions they ask, and they are couched in, so you won't notice them. Right. Are questions to get your data. Right. And. They get enough information in these quizzes to start a phishing scam or even identity theft, depending on it. So as much as fun as these little quizzes seem to be, don't right. let your... I know none of our listeners probably do them. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I have to do. admit, I mean, I did initially, you know, when Facebook started coming out with them, I thought, ah, that's kind of fun. And then I went, mm, yeah, not so fast. And I stopped doing them. You know, right. but yeah, you're you're absolutely but right. These are there's really new people good. coming into you know social media every day, and the, these stories need to be repeated. This is not something helpful. You could be giving away password clues. You could be giving all yeah. kinds of things you don't know. Trust me, that social engineering people are smarter than you are, smarter than me. Well, <laughs> I was I was I was a little concerned, but when the one that came up that asked me, "Is your social security number?" very similar to anybody else's what's yours we'll compare it you know so yeah there's a lot of that crap going on and uh, so just the thing is be careful absolutely yeah. be careful so mark absolutely. yes you've been scouring Marcia. the universe i have NASA? i scoured i have i scoured the universe the planet the seven seas and today i am scouring amazon for the buy of the week all right so amazon fire which is a fairly well-rated television, surprisingly enough. Of course, Amazon, I'm sure, doesn't make it. I don't know who makes their te television sets. But they have what they call the Amazon Fire TV 50-inch 4 Series. It's a 4K UHD smart TV. Uh, comes with a one-year warranty, 30-day Amazon return policy if you don't like it. Uh, it comes with, let's see, brings movies and shows to life with support for, as I say, ultra uh, vi uh, vivid 4K. Uh, it's got the Fire TV Alexa voice remote, so you can do anything by voice. You can stream over a million movies and such. Uh, and it's a really nice TV, and 50 inches is a pretty good-sized television set. 
and you can get it. It normally sells for $469.99. It's on sale on Amazon for $329.99. So you're going to get yourself a 50-inch 4K uh, UHD, which is what you want, smart TV. Uh, it had This only had 31 ratings, but of the 31 ratings, it had a 4.5 out of 5 star. You have not had one of these, have you, a Fire TV? I I will. We have Fire TV sticks. Right. But I find that the Fire TVs, security-wise, and we can cover this on another show, are far more invasive and collect more data. Right. Um, they may have a, the basic one, I think the one you're talking about does not have a camera, but most of them do have cameras. Right. And I have electrical tape that I can cover the camera with. Uh, yeah, the point is... A lot of the Amazon products are data collection. Yeah, you, so you have, have to, to be really very take a look at what you're buying and what it does. Yeah. Because you know, and I know, all of us know that if you mention something in your house, you're going to turn on your tablet or your phone and see an ad There's for it an within ad. 15 minutes. Yep. You're so somebody right. is That's listening, and Amazon sells things. So this gets even more dangerous. Yeah. And, and you so, know, okay, then, you say it's not dangerous, but just think if you said something else. Think if you were Tony oh, yeah. Soprano. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, this is, uh, you do have to absolutely be careful. And Marsha's right. There's no what, there's no camera built into this one. Uh, so you can get it, again, on Amazon, marked down from $469.99, 50-inch UH, 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 UHD 4K TV on sale for $329.99. Uh, and that is our buy of the week. It's a, it's and, a great uh, deal. I mean, I'd almost buy one just because. Yeah, honestly, to have it. Honestly, uh, the fire sticks are bad enough as far as I'm concerned. The microphones right. don't work in my remotes anyway, which is spectacular. You know, the voice remotes. Just think about all the different ways these things who sit in your living room and know everything you do, especially with a camera. So think about it. Think about what brand TV, Google it, and look for security because the reason things may be cheap is because you're paying for it with your data. Right. Speaking exactly. of data, yeah. speaking now, of data. Yeah, this is an interesting story you found uh, about cars and the information they store. Right. We don't have a ton of time, but it seems you, and we've talked about this before, you plug in your phone to a car and you think right. all it's going to do is read your maps. <laughs> Or maybe play your music or get your messages. But it seems not true. Not, and they have found this out. Like when you rent a Hertz car, people have found other people's data on a Hertz, yeah, you know, on a rental car. That's you know scary. that's happened. Yeah. You know that's happened. Absolutely. I mean, that's been in the news. So this stuff doesn't go away unless you're really smart at getting rid of it. And right. usually when you rent a car, it's not something you're really familiar with. So you end up leaving. Th just it's this is something, again, a security problem. If you don't care, that's fine. Things that they collect, personal info off of your phone. Yeah, that's scary. Okay. Your driving characteristics. <laughs> How do you drive the car? That goes into your database infotainment what are you watching what are you doing what are you seeing what videos and images you have on your phone what do you take pictures of i mean 
then also your emissions. Well, who really cares? You can check my, my car's emissions all day, you know? Yeah, right. I just got my 36-year-old Corvette uh, on the dyno and got smog tested, and it's just fine. It still passes, so yay. <laughs> my emissions are fine. But anyway, uh, so Slash Gear made a chart uh, talking about the different cars, and they spoke about the different brands and how much information. Um, an example was the Volkswagen Passat. Yeah, this is scary. And the writer said every time they started the car, it attempts to connect to the previous owners of the car's phone. And his right. contact list is still stored inside the infotainment system, which means the dealers are complicit with this. Mm -hmm. think, uh, think about this. Shouldn't they wipe all of these before they resell a car? Yeah, I'm not sure I really thought about that. Yeah, that's you know, something that, that, important. The, yeah. Going in, you know, cause, well, I was going to say a lot of cars have hard drives built into them now. Yeah. So they're storing the data somewhere on the hard drive. I don't know what gets saved. I, I'm not a huge fan of Apple Play, but I've used it. I plugged it into my car before, it, and it, and it, it is also, convenient. Many also store text messages and yeah. photos. I mean, your contact list. Yeah, uh, of course, your location, storing right. your calendar. So all of a sudden, you're not just sharing this with either Google or Apple. You've got a whole new partner. And why do you think they invented Apple CarPlay and Android Auto? Because yeah, collect data. Maybe the maybe the car companies, <laughs> maybe the car companies paid a lot for it. Um, Tesla is the number one violator. They take the oh, most data. They had a score of 19 out of a possible 28 points. BMW and Mini tied for third place with 16 points out of 28 possible. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Um, Audi was prior to that. Um, but the most interesting, I thought, great, Porsche gathers the widest range of personal information out of all automakers. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, yeah, isn't that frightening? Isn't that terrible? And in the top five was also VW. Um, I tweeted the article from Slash Gear today, so you can see the chart. It's, the, you know, I don't, I don't plug my phone into anything. I really don't. Yeah, it's, I don't need well, he, to. <laughs> well, here's the problem, though. I mean, if you want to, you know, in most states you have laws that you can't talk on your cell phone while you're in the car, so you're connecting to Bluetooth, so the phone goes through your speaker system. So you, if you yeah, wait, wait a minute. Do you remember those great little things? And you reviewed one years and years ago. It was a little thing that clips onto your sun visor that Bluetooth to your phone. Yep, yep. That you could talk without yep. connecting it to your car. And right. you can turn on Google Maps or Apple Maps without connecting it to your car. And you have you can, audio right. audio prompts to tell you where to go. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. data collection is too much. I have to tell you, I was watching Shark Tank this morning, which is a show I thoroughly enjoy. And I think this was, I hopefully I'm telling the right story. There was a woman that created a virtual wedding site where you can have your weddings, you know, uh, on Zoom. And I don't want to get involved in the product itself, but they... The question from the sharks was, what data are you collecting when you do right. this? And she said, well, you know, we're collecting email addresses and such and such. And they said, because it's not about what you're selling. It's about the data you're collecting. Right. And, right. and that's frightening. That's really frightening. Well, I have to tell you, I was asked to be a spokesperson 
for a new app and to do that also at CES. And I said, when you send the contract, I want a copy of the privacy policy. Right. And I want to see the statement of what you're doing with any data you collect. And to me, that's important. I'm not just, you know, money's great, but I don't want to sell out people. <laughs> well, how about so, for, say, $100 million? Would you have done it for $100 million? Perhaps, because then I'd have enough money not to give a crap afterwards. <laughs> Just want to know, you know, everybody's got a price, right? So Right, uh, but there's yeah. no $100 million. And no, so save, that wasn't the offer. Right. Yeah, to save us for ourselves, real quick, Google is going to start auto-enrolling users. You know, if you use Gmail or whatever you use, yeah, into two-factor authentication, which is really important. And yep, again, I use it all the time. If you get a phone call on your phone or you're in the midst of something and they say, we are going to send you a code mm -hmm. to get for your Google account or for something yep. like that, and yep. they want you to give it to them, never, ever, ever repeat that number or show it to anybody. That right. when you are SMSed a two-factor authentication number, that is the key to the account. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, I, yeah. and I have to say that Google does a very good job of authenticating you. They make you go to your own device mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. accept it, which is very clever. Okay, if you, you know, do you have your iPad that has Google Mail on it? Yes, I do. Right. You go to that app and it says, did you just try to sign in? And I think that's very clever. And more people should, more companies should do that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, use yeah, two-factor authentication think, all the time. I think in the future, we have to be more careful with our data and realize I'm giving so much data to Amazon, I'm giving so much data to Google or Apple or whomever, and really right. narrow down the amount of people. And I talk about this in my new book coming out by Thanksgiving, Android right. Smartphones for Seniors. Uh, not just for seniors, it's for everybody. And there's a lot of tips and tricks like we've just talked about on how to stay safe and what can happen when people get your data. Just bad things. Yeah, exactly. There are bad actors everywhere. Exactly. And that's, like you said, on Shark Tank, that's how the people make their money, is selling your it's data. It's all about the data. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're almost out of time, but I, uh, and I know we want to talk about movies and TVs and such, but so I just want to tell the story because I thought it was kind of cute. Volvo self-driving loader prototype which is, I guess, for construction crews to use, a, you know, a, a, whatever they call these things, skim loaders, uh, it was based on a Lego model. I thought, how cool is that? Uh, it Apparently, it's the 42081 Lego Technique Concept Wheel Loader Zeus, uh, and it was based on a Lego model. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, the design was based on a Lego. And a real quick thing, if you're using Twitter and you want to share your Instagram posts on Twitter and you've noticed what a waste of time it's been in the past few years because all that shows is a link and who's going to, oh, look, he just posted on Instagram. I'm not clicking the link because I don't want to leave Twitter. Now it'll finally right. show your picture. So that's a good piece of news. Good news. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, uh, so let's just real quick, we don't have a lot of time, but are you watching anything now other than Sopranos? No, because I don't watch as much TV. So we're going right. to save a lot of our fun stuff for next week because uh, we do have some more stuff. But no, I'm not watching anything. So what? Uh, oh, if you have Netflix, you get free mm -hmm. Netflix games if you pay for Netflix. And if you are one of the legit shares of a paid account, 
you can get Netflix games. Go update your app now, and you'll see access to Netflix games. And they are going to turn your phone into a gaming device. And it's all on Netflix, which is very cool. We'll talk more about that next week as we get to play uh-huh. with it. Yeah, some good movies have come out. Um, the Suicide Squad, which is a Marvel, or DC, not Marvel, DC Entertainment DVD. You can get that now. That comes out of uh, Warner Home Entertainment. And a lot of actors that you would be familiar with, and there's a lot of these movies around. We'll talk next week about what the hell the metaverse is with Facebook, because uh, the metaverse I knew is the one with all the superheroes in it. So I I think that was kind of interesting. That, no, uh, the Facebook metaverse has been around, like, forever. Forever, think about oh, Second yeah. Life. They've been playing with the metaverse forever. And, you know, lots of moral and ethical questions about the metaverse. But the bottom line also is that the first thing Facebook, excuse me, Meta, is going to be doing, that's their new name, Meta, is opening stores to sell the headsets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, let's put a Facebook headset because Facebook doesn't get enough information on it. No, they don't. They don't make enough uh, money. Actually, if you're looking for something fun and you happen to have Disney Plus, uh, I watched Cruella. Very entertaining movie. It was fun. You know, it was kind of based on the old uh, what was it? 101 Dalmatians. Right. Uh, and that was fun. So that's available to stream now. And there's a bunch of stuff coming out. Uh, I'm still enjoying. I have to say, if you have Apple TV, uh, the Morning Show. They're having a really good season. Marsha, you're watching that, I think, right? Yeah, and I don't want to give it away, but I'm very sad about one of the characters. So. Yeah, don't talk about Yeah, don't give anything yeah. away. But that yeah. is a very entertaining show, and the acting on that show is absolutely superb. You know, Jennifer Anderson and, uh, oh gosh, what's his name from The Office? I just went blank on his name. Uh, Steve, uh, oh my gosh. Who's the star of The Office, Marcia? And the, and the Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell. Uh, yeah, Steve Carell, that's the name of it. Yeah. Juliana, Juliana Margulies. Margulies has started this year. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very, very entertaining show. And and I have to say, I'm still, um, you did not watch Squid Games, but that's still a blockbuster hit. Uh, Tiger King 2 will be coming out on Netflix very shortly for those you who know, watch I the have, first Tiger I have King. one of these policies. I want to see people on TV who dress well. And Tiger <laughs> King right up front does not pass that. Yeah, I would say that that wasn't a fashionista uh, series, but it was fascinating. I must Truly admit that Carmel Carmela Soprano's hair is perfect. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> in every scene. It's crazy. Uh, you got Stranger Things, uh, I think it's Stranger Things 4, which will be coming out. And uh, so there's a lot of good stuff that you, that you can pick up on the, on the streaming services. And I have to say, there's some really good stuff out there. I'm still a fan of Netflix. I still think they have a, a great variety of things. They raised their prices recently. If you, know, uh, if you pay uh, enough, you can get anything you want. And that is it for us, I think, Marcia. Uh, I think we are done for the day. Uh, we will send, uh, we will see you next Saturday and whenever you listen to us. And thank you for joining us. Please don't drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. And better week. yet, rather drinking and driving, just get ride sharing. There's other people who are making yeah, a living and want to drive you wherever you go if you're the slightest bit impaired. So thank you. We've teased a few things for next week and hopefully uh, DM me on Twitter. To let me know if you're a Starlink customer and we'll have you on the show next week. So this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen on WS Radio, and goodbye. We'll see you next week. Have fun.
You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. <laughs>